0: Hey hey hey! Welcome to the Wealth and Business Podcast. On this episode, I'm joined with one of my graduate here at Property Wealth Education, uh, Mr. Anthony Howell. This individual has done some amazing, amazing things, especially using exact model that I personally used when I started my buy, refurbish, refinance model. I just can't wait to share some amazing story about this individual because. He's a brave man. He's very attention to detail. He's an action taker. He's an A player. And uh, Mr. Anthony has been a very successful business entrepreneur with multiple businesses. Uh, he's He's got a school in Jamaica. He's got a security company. And he decided to venture into the property space. And all that, my guidance, he's done, he's done amazing things. So with our for you, welcome, Anthony, my man. How's it going?
1: Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, really. thank you for allowing me to come on your podcast. Um, really like the introduction he gave me. And thank you for that. Where should I start? I'm Anthony Howell. Great. Great to know.
0: <laughs> so Anthony, right. Anthony Howell. What has been your
1: journey? Who are you, Antony Well, I'm a person who makes all things possible. Mm. I start things and I complete things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's always been in me as a child. Sometimes I could have done things the easy way, mm. but I've always taken it the hard way for some reason. That seems to stuck for me for a couple of years. But then I changed my mindset and... I've done a lot of training in the last 10 years to get the mindset what I have today and, and able to move forward. The reason for this is because a lot of people don't understand life. Mm-hmm. You get up, you brush your teeth, you eat food, you go to work, and you do the cycle over and over and over again. And the only person you can really look at to say, what's my outcome is your parents or your grandparents. And then you see, you see another outcome. I said, I don't really want to do this. I want to do that. And you just don't know how to do it. Mm. And I was one of those individuals, and I changed that. I said, I want to be in charge of my destiny. I said, I want to have wealth. I said, I wanted to help people. And I want to really understand the person I, I am. Because yeah. I like different things. I like... Projects. That's why I've got so many different business businesses at the moment. As you know, I'm I got I got a management company, I have got a security company, I have a recruitment company, I have a charity, and I have a school in Jamaica. And underneath that, I've, I've got like a load of other things which I get involved into. And I really like giving back to the community and helping. One the most Dearing thing I love is making up, helping other people to let them grow.
0: Wow, 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 wow. So you got your hands in so
1: many, many things, so many things. It used to be a lot more, but I've reduced it just a touch.
0: Great. Now, so first of all, for those who don't know you, right, so you're a guy with, you know, you dip your toes into many, many things and you complete them. Not a lot of people do many things and complete them. I mean, one of my biggest mantra is that, I always say this, chase one rabbit at a time and you will get there. You will catch that rabbit. Chase so many rabbits, you might end up not even catching one. So if I'm correct, from what you said, as a person who has been able to dip your toes into many different types of businesses, would you say you're someone that has actually caught five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 rabbits at the same time?
1: Yes, I have. Wow. I have, but during that process, at the end of the process, I have a thought, is that even though I've catched those rabbits, I moved the goalpost mm. that I haven't caught any. And one of the things what I try to do is to stay uncomfortable. Oh, okay. So even though I've had an achievement, or made several achievements, because I moved that post, it always keeps me focused to say, okay... It's a bit like a quote from Edris Elba. and He said that if she was swimming, just keep on swimming. Do not stop and look back to see what you've accomplished. Just keep on going. I remember reading that like years ago. So I just said, okay, as the projects come to me, I'm just going to complete them and move on. And I made up a saying for myself to say, Every project, what you complete is one grain of rice. Mm. So it doesn't matter how big it is, how small is one grain of rice? And when you stop is when you'll be able to cook that grain of rice and, and have a meal. So when I look at everything I've accomplished, I said, I can't cook a pot of rice. Yet. Mm. So there's a lot more to do.
0: Wow. I love that. I love the fact that there's always and there will be more to do. Now, let's really kind of talk about, you know, your transitioning. So if I'm right, was you born here? Was you raised here or was you born in Jamaica?
1: So I was born in the UK and I went to primary school here. And I was at secondary school, but I was causing a lot of trouble. So one day my mum sent me to Brixton to say, go and buy some clothes. So I was happy with that, bought some clothes. And then was in the car on Monday. And I thought that, I thought we was going somewhere. And And then I was on the plane. I was on the plane. And when I got off the plane, I was with my grandparents, which absolutely made me really, really happy because I really enjoyed the time which I spent with my grandparents. So then I went to school in Jamaica. And that was fantastic. Different mindsets than going to school in the UK. Cause I'll tell you why is I remember when that was my first report and everybody knows when it's report day and mm. um, back home. So they were, even the taxi driver said, let me see your report. Yeah. The person you buy orange oranges um, from, they said, where's your report? And my very my first report was so bad, it was so I was so ashamed of it that she walked home, and that kind of peer pressure from everybody because I didn't know it was like that because over here you only show your parents and no one else doesn't ask, yeah. and that peer pressure to said, "All right, I got to get this right now." So that's where I've kind of got my business ethics from. To said I got to complete get a good report, get a good result and move on. So it really all started from there. And I think the shame and embarrassment I felt at the time because my school report was so so low because the standards in the Caribbean are like two times higher which they are from over here.
0: I mean, looking at what you just said there, I think I was born and raised in Nigeria, been here for 17 years, going to 18 years now. Back home, let's really give some little credit, I think, you know, because back home, right, you dip your toes into everything
1: Yes, you know, and just hoping. And I really enjoyed it out there because there's multiple ways you can make an income. Yeah. What I really enjoyed about Jamaica is the ability that anybody could make their own home mm. Yeah, from scratch, not necessarily getting a mortgage, but you could work. Buy some blocks and cement, and all, and it just starts. Yeah. And even when I go back and I look at my my cousins' houses, they're like mansions, oh <laughs> mansions, and they don't have no mortgage to live in the best life they can yeah. and they enjoy every day. I mean, great, fair dues. Those are the ones which has got the mindset to say I can achieve this, mm. and you have to be taught that. You just don't grow up and say, "I've got this mindset." Sometimes you have an idea or a dream or a goal which you want to become, but to really get that mind in gear to say you need to do one, two, three, and then you achieve this, yeah. you've got to be taught that.
0: Wow! 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 It's a very um, interesting um, conversation. So, cut long story short, you know, we've gone, we, we've kind of. Got a little bit to know about your personality, your background. Now, what made you choose property and how did you make the connection? Now, and obviously before property, you mentioned you're, going, you're into security, you're into management, you're into you've got your own school, you got charity, you've got so many hearts right on there. Obviously, you're quite a very successful businessman. Why did you not really get into property full time, rather than just basically waiting first? Obviously, before you know, you got started probably from right from when we
1: first met. I did do um singlets before, mm-hmm. but the very traditional way where you buy a house, remortgage. So what I'd done, I bought a house, rented it out, remortgaged.
0: How many years did it take to remortgage?
1: This was like 10, 10, 15 years ago. So I've I've always had more than one property,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but not to the extent of what I'm doing now. Now, because I didn't really, I looked at it to say, yes, it's good as an asset. Yeah. But I didn't really look at it as something I could live off. Because at the time, my services and my ability, what I do now, pay more than a property. But that's 15 years ago. And you can tell how young I am now, because that's 15 years ago. (laughs) Um, But I realized that I said, I'm I'm getting really, really young now. And I don't want to be doing everything what I once did. I want to have choices. And... When you stop, if I've stopped working now, you don't get paid. So I said, What investment can I do which can give me a passive income and create wealth? And it was property. So I had property on my vision board. It was in my vision board for the last, I say, 18 months. And I was looking at property training. I went to different seminars and so forth and recommendations. Then one day I was um, training, um, I think it was at the Business Academy, and the speaker said, there's a guy in the building who who has more than 50 rooms and he's making so much money off a property. And I was like, who is this guy? That introduction was like, okay, I need to know who this person is. And I was scanning the room, and there was like two or three people I wanted to speak to. I spoke to two people, but the last person who I wanted to speak to wasn't there. I went, what do I do? Because sometimes you just don't want to run in, run in to say, who's that person, and, and so forth. And then, so a couple of days went by, and I went, Ross, you know that guy? Who is he? I need his details. All right, mate. I'm going to make a contact for you. And I got this text, Daniel Moses. I <laughs> went, okay. Hi, Dan and, Dan. and then we spoke for the very first time yeah. and we started having a conversation I and so forth. And then I said, okay. Then you told me to come and see you. And then I went to see one of your developments. And I went to myself, this guy is literally 10 minutes away from me. And he's brought me to see his HMO at the time. He's come to my home. He's told me that I need to be educated. I went, okay, I'm going to be educated. And for anybody who knows me, my phone goes nonstop. And I said, no, I'm going to do this. So I done the boot camp, rent to rent. Which was a good boot plan. It was really, really informative and so forth. And I mean, that's okay, first step, let's get to rent to rent. Then we found one and we done that one. But I felt something more greater in me. So I remember calling you around and said, Dan, come and see me. And we're sitting in the garden. And then you looked into my face then, and you told me, move out and refurbish your house. And I said, Dan, do you know how much hard work I had to do to get this house? And you're telling me to leave my house and go rent somewhere else. And I remember we had this pause. It's like a minute or a minute and a half. I
0: thought he was looking for a sledgehammer. I know, I was going to beat him up.
1: (laughs) And then it clicked and it made sense. It made sense. Because the biggest asset I had at the time was the house. He had a very low mortgage. I went, okay, I'm going to do it. Then I started slowly doing the architects, doing this and that and so forth. Well,
0: before we get to the other nitty gritty, thank you so much, Anthony, for really taking your time to to kind of give a proper understanding of your journey. You know, how a very successful entrepreneur like yourself, you had a three-bed, three, three bed, you know, Terry's house, very lovely home. You've, again, recently, I mean, before that time we, we, we're we talking about now was re- just recently refurbished, nice carpet, nice wooden floor, really, really lovely home. Yeah. And I remember when you came to one of my development projects and you said, yes, I love the rent-to-rent, rent, but you don't really think it's your thing. You're all about acquiring assets. Mm-hmm. And we went through all of that. And When we sat down in your garden and I said, you can start from this particular house that you live in. It's not going to be easy because when I did something similar or absolutely similar, the biggest challenge was bringing my wife along, getting her to partner, getting her to understand what is the
1: long time goal. So So, before she was like, okay, but she wasn't sure. But then what happened to my wife? is that because of the pandemic, she was made redundant. So I said, I've got to do this now so I can pay you. <laughs> and she went, she went, okay. So the pandemic kind of helped me to um to get through. But before that, I mean, things were cu- comfortable. I didn't really have a high mortgage. I, I didn't. I didn't. I, I was living fine, well in my means, three, four, five holidays a year. Fine. When the pandemic came, and I was always telling my wife, especially when you work for these big institutions, is that you got to remember they're always going to find ways to make, make things more efficient for them. And even on any people, when it's time to offer redundancies, they will, to save money and so forth. And she really liked that she was working for a very prestigious UK firm and so forth. And I was trying to tell her because I've been an entrepreneur and working for myself for like years. It was really hard to try and say, leave your prestigious um, job and title and let's go m- and work together. But it happened. She was really upset that she got uh, made redundant. And then I said, what I'm going to do is that I'm going to bring you into the property business and develop another business, which she has, which she has. And showed the way so when i when she came to your development she really liked it she really liked the colours, colors and she she got busy writing down sourcing everywhere so all the staging at like the properties which we've done and she's done them and everybody likes to decor they're very similar to yours then
0: I, know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, that's one of the things, isn't it? I always say, listen, don't reinvent the wheel, look at what the mentor does, just copy and paste, as simple as that. Great Anthony. So now how hard was it, you know, for you to really now make up your mind when I left you and say, convert your current home into an investment, rent somewhere for a short while, and think about how can I build long term wealth? And how many properties do you want to buy a year? And think about what the next five years can be. How far do you want to go? How much portfolio do you want to create? Think about the end with the, you know, from the beginning. So From the beginning, see what the end goal is. And how hard was it that time period? Because this was in 2020, probably summer 2020, and your project literally got started about almost eight months later.
1: Yeah, six months later. So. We started off with the architect because the person I am, I'm a very attention to detail means a really lot to me, so I was crossing every T because remember this is the biggest asset I have and nothing can go wrong. So it started six months later, the actual building part, but I did start things in with planning, the architects, structural engineers. Getting it all rolling, walls. party walls, and all of those were wars running. The, I was held up by the council because of the COVID lockdown yeah, that and so forth. And then there was that green light, and they said, Okay, we're going to start now. And that's when the builders came in and they started ripping the whole place apart. apart, my oak floor. When I'd done the job, and I said, yeah, this is the money for my oak, real oak floor. <laughs> and when they ripped it up, I was like, oh my days. It was like bruises. My body was bruised all over when I saw that. And then what happens after a period of time is your home. But well, the more they rip it up, it becomes less your home. And the place where we moved into became more a home. Mm. So, yeah, it was good. A lot of challenges.
0: Before we go into the challenges, right? So, this house, you lived there for over, from right about 10 to 13 years, you lived in this property. What was the actual value? You know, what did you think the property was worth before any sort of, you know?
1: Before I was saying it's worth about six, 600,000. Um, so, you reckon 600 was that on top of your head or just basically? The guide price. At the time was five seven five to six two five. five. Seven,
0: five. Okay. okay, great, fantastic. So five seven five of an asset that was where you lived then, and this was your baby, basically. This is your home, your yeah. baby, your your security, right? Yeah. So before that particular time, this was, if I'm right, was this the only property that you owned, or you had the other one I, property?
1: I had, I had another property um up north. Up north, but um yeah, this was. Was that was that doing well? Was it generating income? It was generating an income, but um, it was a bite to lex of the the monthly return. I mean, it was one or 200. It wasn't,
0: it wasn't nothing to talk it about. It was nothing to talk about. Oh, okay, great, fantastic. How much is that worth? That one's worth now 160,000. So, what we're talking about now, so you have a a property portfolio of approximately 700,000 pounds ish. Yeah. So if you have about 120 plus five, seven, five, yeah, approximately 700,000 pounds worth of portfolio. And all of a sudden you speak to a guy who looks into your eyes and says, move out of your house, turns it to an investment. It's a challenge. It challenge you. Great. Fantastic. So now let's quickly talk through the project. If we're correct, is is the project currently a success so far?
1: the project is um, a real success and um, the best part of the project is when you paint it and then you start seeing the beauty of the property and you put the carpet in and the furniture and then the lights and the switches and you're like oh i'm not moving i'm staying here it's really nice <laughs> great and it rented really really fast to tell the truth when we put that up for rent, I could have had all rooms filled in two weeks but what I did do is because of the demand because of my business ethics, I just said, yeah. no i got demand here, let me increase the price so I increased the prices and then I had right now I've got a doctor who lives at my property, I've got a PhD student, I've got a high calibre of people in the property which they enjoy every bit of it
0: If you found this episode really useful and you're looking to get started in property whether you've got some money or you've got no money and you're looking to add value to yourself as an individual make sure to reach us to us on our website which is propertywe.co.uk or reach out through to me myself on Instagram it's Daniel Moses DM. I've got my team right there on my handles responding to every single one who's listening to this podcast and looking forward to building their own economy using property as a vehicle we're really looking forward to welcoming you in our multiple events as well and guys don't forget to go and give us a five-star rating on apple and also on the spotify podcast looking forward to seeing you soon take care wow so it's been a success it's not fully fully tenanted it was worth five seven five now we're gonna come back to the massive roller coaster you went through all right but before we go into the the roller coaster now the actual property, you how much did you spend on the top of your head to refurbish this property?
1: I say the refurb the refurb, I'll say I'll spend one I say one fifty, but there's always extras because when you do the refurb, a refurb only brings it up to a certain point. mm mm-hmm furnishings and finishing and luxury items, I don't class them as the refill costs, Mm. even though they are the complete costs for the project. Yeah. So painted, i say 150,000 pounds.
0: Okay. I mean, from the get-go, when we did our analysis, I know you're talking from numbers on top of your head now. So properties value, property current value, speculatively five seven five. But when I obviously looked at it, I said, I think it's a bit worth less. So if I'm right, I think the value I did put on your house at that time was about 500. And the build cost I projected as well was a bit lower. So for my projection, I said, you know what, you can get this done for about 130. Yeah. So you basically went
1: over that and spent 150. It was because of materials. Materials went up three times.
0: Yeah, it's, materials literally been going up by almost a percent. Yeah, not a percent.
1: You could buy a sheet, of ply and say it was like say it was twenty eight pounds. Yeah. When you went back, it was like forty two pounds. It just kept on going up and up and up. And there's nothing else you could do. You can't stop. You can't <laughs> stop
0: because if you stop, you're going to be losing money.
1: Yeah, so it just went, we just went, bam, and just got it done.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned the property is not fully tenanted. So what's the gross rental income right now?
1: The gross rental income is £4,780.
0: £4,780. £4,780. Oh, wow. Fantastic. So £4,780 gross rental income, that is over just under about 60 something thousand, under 60, 62-ish a year gross rental income?
1: It's, yeah, it's about, I went to it to be about like 50, 58. 58, right? Oh, my, my math is
0: not great when I'm on the calculator or this the computer. Okay, so about 58 to 60,000 pounds gross rental income. So you convert back to the house that you live in right now, and you're currently renting. Yes. All right. And then you're generating cash flow from the properties that used to live in more money. However, obviously, less cost within the 4,700. Now, let's talk about the refinance. So I know refinance wasn't easy as well. It was also challenging. We're going to come back to it. But for the sake of time, what did your property got revalued for no. now?
1: It's been valued at 800,000.
0: 800,000. And also, what was the projection for the calculation based on what it could have been valued for
1: the 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 projection was um for 850 850 850 um but they valued it for um 800, 800. Yeah. yeah and
0: before that as well it did get dev- even downvalued
1: valued Below, below eight hundred. He got downvalued, and I really don't understand. Understand that. <laughs> <Wow. clears throat> understand that because during that time, properties increased so much. The average house on the road are like six, six plus, six plus, and they and
0: just a standard family home was selling for six fifty.
1: Yeah, and then they valued my the house as a family family home,
0: instead of an HMO.
1: Yeah. Wow. But then, that's when you got to have your mindset. You could go back onto it because the reason why the first one's brilliant because it makes you happy, and it makes you cry, <laughs> C- cry. So you you know what to look out for, mm. and especially on the second one, um, you, you just know what to look at. You know what's coming. Yeah, absolutely. The first one is always the, the first the one's first always the hardest.
0: Anything in life, the first one is the hardest. So you go eight hundred thousand revaluation, your current outstanding mortgage, all right, uh, will be paid off. Yeah. Now, this property wasn't a bridging. We didn't, you didn't purchase this, property, there was already an existing mortgage, yeah. which we did obviously seek the permission yeah. from the lender before we even started the work. Yes. All right. And they gave you the permission to do what you need to do with the property as well. So now your property has been revalued at 800000 It was an- anticipated $850,000. Though yeah. so you got first revalued down value to six fifty, but we push back and say no, we're not taking that. You got revalued again. You got eight hundred thousand, which is amazing. You don't have to share the real numbers, but on the on based on your revaluation now, how much? All right, how much after you pay off your existing lender? All right, how much do you have left, or how much did you work? Or obviously, subject to. Taxation and what such now. I mean,
1: it's gonna. Um, I'm probably gonna walk away with just over more than like 300k after I've repaid my 150, which I used, which I which I float. Let's say 180 is like a float because I'm going to, have to use that for
0: all those, uh, the the other costs and stuff,
1: properties and so forth. So yeah, I'm gonna have about three hundred three three hundred K more the previous mortgage is paid off. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the exact figures because I've done something really, really bad.
0: <laughs> I know I know you. I know you <laughs>
1: I done something really really, really, really bad. And that's
0: what I ask you the first question. When we always start with this. For a man like you who's built so many successful businesses, chased so many rabbits, how do you cope? That was what I asked initially. And you said you cope really well. Because the truth is, I know for me, I'm not a good guy to chase so many rabbits. I used to do in the past, but I don't do them anymore. In fact, in the last six years of my life, I learned from the so much mistakes that led to me losing over 150,000 pounds in 2015 in my Nigerian business. And since that time, I only chase one thing, one time. One thing, one time. So for me to you, you know, regardless of whatever that's left, the most important thing is you're working with a way with over 300,000 pounds in a space of nine months. Yeah. And if I'm correct, here within the property wealth community, where we're looking to raise or create 1,000 property portfolio millionaires, all right, just before Christmas, you have become the first person that has signed his name on there because you just bought your second property, your second investment
1: property. It's really crazy, yeah. It's um see after the first one you need you need a break, you need a holiday. <laughs> and then I found myself up at home um so let let me tell you one thing so even though I do so many um pro- projects i've got a filter with like a small amount of effort with a large amount of reward, mm. and with my skills set with with business, I know how to put systems in place to make things function without too too much of my input. so I do a lot of things, but i've got it organized down that I only need to look at things like twice twice a week because they they run. Mm. But back to the property now. So I was at home in my pajamas. I was like, "So what's next? What's next?" Especially when
0: you got in tenanted yeah. so
1: quickly. Yeah, I was like, all right, look, what's next?" So I drove around the corner and I saw a house, and I went for it, and they said no. And then I went to see the estate agent. And I said, "That should have been my house." You got to find another house. And they said, "All right, one just come on." I said, "All right, let's go." So we went there. When I walked in, it was perfect. It was actually it was perfect. It was dirty and old and falling apart. And I went, "Yes, yes. that's the there she is." I went, yes, yes, and it, it ticked all my bo- boxes. And yeah, so we're on the way to complete on that one.
0: Wow. So between June 2020, where you first started with Rent to Rent, and you said, "Oh, it's not for me." Right and 2021, you said we had the meeting somewhere. I think from correct late 2020. So between just one year, you've gone to acquire two property investments.
1: Yeah. Wow, I'm still looking for one that, more.
0: And there's so many, so many deals on a pipeline for you right now.
1: Yeah, I, what I did find is that a lot of people want to work with me because they see my journey. They saw the finish, and like wow. And they said, "Oh, can they, I've got a lot of investors who want to invest with yeah. in me, and so forth." So right now, I'm like, "No, no, no, I'm not just yet. I'm coming. <clears throat> I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming." So let let me find the right one, and I give and I, I give you a call. But yeah, it's been. It, it's been a journey. I've got, like a, I've got like a five-year target and a strategy which I'm, um, I'm working towards. Yeah.
0: Great. Anthony, it's been so amazing to, to have you on this podcast. Now, we've kind of shared your journey a little bit. We're going to bring you back. We're probably going to talk about other pain points. But just before we wrap up this podcast, right, what you did here was really unconventional. Is an unconventional way of building wealth. Is an unconventional way of thinking this through. A lot of people would not have taken action of what I said for them to do it. Um, you had your wife and four kids. If I'm right, four is it four kids?
1: Um, three, three kids. So you have. I've two, got four, four kids, but um, three. Okay, so three kids.
0: Your wife, three kids. How did you deal with the issue? That surrounds the mindset of saying to them, "You spoke to this crazy individual called Daniel Moses. He's done it, and I think I can do it, and I've got the potentials to do it." How did you manage,
1: even whilst you're going through the mentorship? How did you manage? Well, some some I found through that the whole project, you have to be a bit like a punching bag, because if something doesn't go right, they go. but then that punch and bad, that punching bag um changes um, when things go wrong it's your fault cuz you started this journey but then at the end what happens you don't you don't get given the credit <laughs> you get the credit so oh, that's done now yeah when's the next one coming i said how i was traumatized on the first one if was not there or this wasn't done it was my fault I'm like oh my days and to you this is this was quite very interesting as well because you actually
0: project managed the entire project you basically paid for
1: labor, you bought the materials you know <laughs> you did it. I mean I mean in some respects it was it was it was really fun for me it was really really fun because you actually see what you're creating and I like I said I like a challenge. I like a challenge um there were some um there were some unexpected pitfalls which I didn't expect because it was out my skill set which I had to come and seek advice and support with Mm. which which was really good that it was there because I tell you what if you didn't know the answers to some questions it could be painful financially and it could be payment paying for a, t- a time because within a project, remember you've got a start and end point. Yeah. And when you pass that, that means there's going to be pain financially because yeah. remember I'm paying for two houses. So I'm always looking at the budgets. Yeah, it was a roller coaster, but I enjoyed it. Great. 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 But I will, I will say this because yeah. this is on the podcast. And I said, do not attempt to do this if you do not have the correct mindset mm. if you do not have the correct mindset yeah you're going to make this project five times as difficult than it needs to be and the other thing is that you got to be, you have to listen you have to listen to really to understand especially when it comes from comes to building the project um make sure you get proper builders and for those who do not have no building knowledge Get something competent and stay out the building because sometimes you can cause yourself much more problems than it needs to be.
0: Absolutely. So in closing, Anthony, how would you say your journey with Property Worth Education and Daniel Moses myself has really helped you get the result you wanted on project one into project number two now? Fingers crossed, exciting. How would you say, you know, you would, would there be something that you would have done Easily, or how would you say the
1: knowledge and the support you know has helped you? You need the knowledge because mm. everybody shouts something. So get yourself trained before you do anything in properties, and then when you look, when property's gone wrong, you are like, oh my days! I don't want that to that to ever happen to me. So when I joined you, Dan and Property Wealth, the information was great. But for me, which was even better, it was a support network. And like-minded other vig- individuals who come and see my site, as well as yourself, yourself, to give you that support to say, all right, this is what's coming next. This what's coming next, mm-hmm. and so forth. And when you're in the jam, you really could lean on property wealth and yourself then to say, then this is my problem. And then you always had to answer and say, this is what you need to do. And that, for me, that was one of the biggest things that you've got. You've got, you've got a community there and yourself, which I could lean on to and your team. So that's, I mean, that was really, 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 really good. Well, thank you so much for that great uh, feedback. I appreciate it.
0: So, um, just in closing, Anthony, um, I know you just got your second property now. You're about to go in. We actually converted it into the next one is actually being converted into flats. So, what is the mission for you? Where do you want to get to in terms of your property portfolio? Is it ten million? Is it twenty?
1: I'm going to tell you in part two of our podcast.
0: Great, thank you, so- <laughs> <laughs> thank you so so much, Anthony Howell, for coming onto the Property Wealth and Business Podcast. You know, I'm, I'm still struggling with the new name because we yeah. changed from Property Wealth, uh, Property Wealth and Business Podcast to Wealth and Business Podcast. So I still struggle with the property because there's always still property coming out. I mean, the podcast is all about providing wealth knowledge. It's all about telling people what's possible. You see, a lot of people sit down right now in their current homes, not knowing that they are actually sitting on a gold mine. I've done it, and I went from zero to seven million. In fact, I just completed another purchase after eight months of back and forth, back and forth, just two, three days ago. And I've acquired so many properties of joint ventures using none of my own money, you know, using partnerships, joint venture to build a massive portfolio for myself. You see, it all started with that little step of faith. I remember when I also got trained many years back and I didn't know where to start and I started from the house that I live in. And today, I have many projects ongoing. I have many projects completed. I have many more deals on the pipeline that I'm working on, and I just can't wait. So, it just goes to show that looking works first, because what you might be looking for might just be
1: on your table. Just going to take the step. I see. You're just someone, going to take the step. I just see. I see. I went to see someone yesterday, and they they're in a similar situation that I was in, and I was like, okay. So all you've got to do is move outside. <laughs> what you told me, and I said, you know what? It doesn't actually sometimes sink in, but you've got to take the step because your goals, your goal and what you want to achieve and to achieve is on the other side of your fear. So you, you just got to do it. And then when you do, you can come into our
0: club. Absolutely. Great, great, great. So thank you so much, Mr. Howell, for coming to the Wealth and Business Podcast. And we're looking forward to the part two, where, like I said, we're going to focus on the pains you went through, the stress, the headaches, yeah. you know. Um, because it's good for people to know that it's possible to build wealth, to create million pounds in portfolio. But like you said, the mindset is everything, and this is why we're very passionate about the mindset here at Property Wealth Education because we feel like if we, if you, if your mindset is conditioned for success. And you are a go getter. There is nothing that can hold you back.
1: Agreed. And you've you've also got to learn how to deal with relationships as well. Absolutely. Especially, is especially the thing with property is that you always know somebody who mm. who's in the building and who's a tradesman who would expect because of your relationships, they would be working on your project. But I'm going to tell you the pains next time
0: great thank you so much it's been a pleasure thank you so much ladies and gents brothers sisters everyone property people whoever you are listening to this podcast i hope you found this episode really 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 inspiring mr anthony howell has been someone that we've obviously helped here at property wealth education in getting started he shares a story you know, how he went through, you know, converting his own house into an investment that's not generating over four thousand, seven hundred thousand pounds gross rental income and it's generating you know, a, a cash flow month in, month out. The tenants, the property's fully now tenanted. And yeah, so if you found this very inspiring, make sure to leave us a review, a five-star review. Share this with a friend of a friend. Share this on your social media. Let people know that we have what it takes to help people, show them real-life case scenario, give them the hand-holding that they need to becoming property portfolio millionaires. And without further taking too much time, I'll see you on the next episode. And just before we go, ladies and gents, we are going to be launching our own Property Wealth Awards in November 2022. Uh, So make sure you look out for the dates, the time, the venue. And also, we're going to be launching our Business and Wealth Summit in November 2022. We have some amazing, amazing guests lined up. So stay tuned as the information continues to go out. Take care and have a fantastic day. And God bless you. Take care.